0: I love that song. Mm. Hits home. Hits home. Our scripture this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 24 through 34. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version, updated Matthew 6, 24 through 34. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Let us pray. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for this time. We thank you for being able to worship, Lord, and declare your blessings upon us and upon every generation, Lord, knowing, Lord, that you have called us, Lord, to be your people and for you to be our God. Lord, on this day as we hear this word proclaimed, I ask, O Lord, that you will give me your thoughts to be my own, that as I share it, it will speak to our need of you. We pray that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Growing up, I had some crazy ideas about what it would be like to be an adult. Anybody have those when you were a little kid and you thought, you know, just wait till I grow up? You know, I remember thinking when I become a... An adult, I will never have to nap again. (laughs) When I am an adult, I can eat whatever I want. When I am an adult, I'll be my own boss. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. When I am an adult, I'll be able to play whatever game I want whenever I want to play it for as long as I want to play it. When I'm an adult, I'll go where I want, when I want. I'll be free. You know, as kids, we we come up with these ideas of what being an adult is going to be like. We think about the freedom that we will experience when we're no longer under our parents and they're telling us what to do all the time and guiding us and directing us. We keep thinking about all of the freedom that we're going to share and enjoy and and just, we dream about the day when we're going to be able to do everything that we've ever wanted without anybody infringing on that freedom. Now fast forward to adulthood. And if you're an adult, you know what I'm talking about. You wish you had time for that nap. You really do. You really wish you could have more nap time If you're an adult, you know that you spend an inordinate amount of time figuring out what you're going to cook for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Just too much time worrying about buying this at the store and having to run to the supermarket and having the right ingredients. And if you're going out to eat, where are we going to go out to eat? And what time are we going to get there? And did you make reservations or are we going to have to wait? There's so much That as kids, we didn't have to deal with. I mean, I showed up at dinner and whatever was on the table, it was just provided and I ate it. I didn't have to worry about paying for it, getting it, fixing it, cooking it, nothing. I just showed up. I call those the good old days. You know, when we grow up, we realize that we thought we were going to be free. And then we had to work for a living. So we ended up with a boss anyway. Anyway. We found out that we had a lot of responsibilities because now we have schedules to keep, which means we can't do what we want because we have appointments to keep. We have people to meet. We have tasks to be accomplished by a certain deadline. And we realized then that we really aren't any freer than we were as kids, but that basically everything has actually gotten heightened even more because now every decision we make affects other people in our circle it could be your coworkers it could be your family it could be your friends but every decision you make now has consequences for those who you are in relationship with and the responsibility that comes with being an adult and having to pay your own bills can be daunting You know, I miss the good old days when I didn't have to pay bills. Anybody else? Can can I get an amen? Amen. I mean, nobody goes, nobody ever said, let me become an adult so I can have all these bills to pay. (laughs) Nobody ever said that. Why do I say all this? Because all of these things that come with being an adult and with growing up and with having to take responsibility lead to anxiety and worry. We have so much on us that it can really weigh us down. It can really become a lot for us to handle. We have so many responsibilities in life that can affect those we love that we feel the pressure of those responsibilities, and it brings us worry because we don't want to make a mistake. We don't want to do the wrong thing. We don't want to hurt those we love. We want to do the best we can for our family and for our friends and for those close to us. And when we begin to worry, we get anxious. And when we get anxious, we begin to experience fear. What if I'm not enough? What if I don't do enough? What if I don't make the bills this month? What if I'm not able to handle the responsibility that has been placed upon me? What if I'm not a good parent or a good spouse or a good worker? All these doubts and these fears really attack our peace, really try to steal the blessings that God has given us, really weigh us down to the point that they can lead us to depression, lead us to addictions, lead us to all kinds of things that try to give us an escape from our reality of what is going on because we we feel so overwhelmed. And then we come to a scripture like this where Jesus simply says, Don't worry about it. Don't worry about your life. Don't worry about what you will eat or drink or even wear. Don't worry about it. And he tells us why. He says, you don't need to worry about it because you are God's child. You are part of God's creation. In fact, scripture describes human beings as the crown of God's creation. He says, and if God takes care of the grass and the birds who don't even work for a living and they always eat, he's going to take care of you too. They don't even have barns and they eat. If God takes care of them, he's going to take care of you. When we hear these words of Jesus, they're comforting, right? To know that there's an almighty God who made the heavens and the earth, almighty, all-powerful, all-knowing. He who knows what we need out there looking out for us. It's comforting. But at the same time, the human side of us keeps going, yeah, but you got to take care of business. You got to do X, Y, Z. You got to show up for work. You got to take care of those appointments. You've got to do your tasks, and all of a sudden, worry starts taking over again. We're told not to worry about tomorrow, but isn't that what we do just about every day? We wake up in the morning and we start thinking about what we have to do tomorrow and what's on the agenda for the week. And we begin to worry. And Jesus tells us, don't worry about tomorrow. He says, God, who has provided for your past, who is walking with you in your present, is already in your tomorrow. He already knows what you need before you you need it. And he is already making provision for that which you need. This whole discussion about about God's provision and God being with us to supply our need is framed around the first verses that we read. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. So, everything that we have just talked about is framed on those first verses that talk about not being able to serve two masters. You see, our worry, our fear, our doubt, they're all rooted on who we serve and who we're after. What are we devoted to? What are we committed to? What are we willing to give our life to? What are we willing to give our time to? What are we willing to give our money to? What are we willing to give our thoughts to? What is it that we are willing to go all in to? What is really most important in our lives? What is it that captivates our attention and spurs our life forward? We have to understand who the scripture is being written to. It's being written to Christians who are in cities where there's not just a synagogue, but oftentimes there are seven or eight or ten different temples to other deities. And people are used to following and worshiping several gods, several deities, several different sources of provision, if you will. And so people were used to, okay, we're going to go down to temple, the temple over here and worship this God. And in the evening, we're going to go over there and worship this other God. And in the afternoon, we're going to go to this other temple and worship this other God because we're trying to gather the favor of all of these all of these Deities. And Jesus is basically saying, you got to be a people of one God, the God Almighty. He is your only supply. He's the only one that knows your need and can actually answer your prayers. He's the only one that's there taking care of you. And he's not going to share his place with any of these other gods, so-called gods, that are being worshiped. He brings up the God of money and possessions because so many people were going after that. They worshiped deities based on what the deities quote unquote promised or said they were going to give them. There was gods for fertility, gods for the crops and the harvest, gods for all kinds of things in the ancient world. And basically they went after these gods based on what they wanted to obtain from them. Jesus was saying, these are not even real gods. And what you need and what you're after is not what you should be going after. He says, instead you should seek the kingdom of God and its righteousness And all the things that you need, all the things that you really need are going to be provided, are going to be added on. Because you can't serve two lords, two masters. You will love one, and you will despise the other. The reality is we just can't do it. No matter how much we try to serve two masters, At some point, one master is going to ask of us to reject the other one in order to follow it. We'll come to a fork in the road, and we'll have to choose. Just like the children could not stand on one foot at the same time, though they tried. We often try. You know what happens when we try? We fall down flat on our face. Because you can't do it. It's not possible. Jesus said, basically, you'll end up despising one and loving the other. You'll end up devoted to one and despising the other. There is no way that you can follow both. At some point, you have to make a decision. You have to choose at that crossroads whether you're going to follow God or whether you're going to follow money, whether you're going to follow God or whether you're going to follow whatever else you can put on this other side. You're going to have to choose because it's not possible for you to take both roads at the same time. This word is very straightforward. It basically says you can't love God and love money at the same time. Now notice that it doesn't say you can't have money. It says you can't love money. You know, God knows we need to have money in our lives because we need to pay our bills. We need to take care of our families. We need to be able to pay our mortgages and do our health insurance and all the other things. The problem lies when we chase after, when we devote ourselves to money rather than to God. When we devote ourselves to anything that is not God, we have made it an idol in our lives. It has taken the place of God and become the most important thing in our lives. And basically, it's making us choose it over God time and time and time again. And you know, it's interesting how these idols work because at first, it's just a little itty bitty request. Just be late to church. Just go in an hour later so you can can sleep in a little extra hour. You know what? Skip a Sunday a month and work an extra day a month. You can be there the other three. Most people don't even show up two times a month. You'll be okay. It can be a small request like, you know, work late. Stay late. Just, Just stay and keep working, keep working. Forget your family at home that needs you to be home and you to be with them. And before you know it, we have followed a false God down a road that leads us to not being there for our family or for God, for our church, for our commitment to Jesus Christ. Jesus was warning us about this. He said, "When you do this, you've, you've basically chosen the wrong part." Instead, Instead of choosing more stuff, choose more charity. Instead of choosing more accumulation, choose more giving. Instead of choosing more possessions in this world, build yourself spiritual gifts. Instead of choosing to follow the road of luxury, choose the path of humbleness. The invitation by Jesus was always one to take up our cross and follow him. It was never that everything was going to be hunky-dory and everything was going to be good and we were just going to have abundance of everything that we ever wanted. It was a promise that we would have anything we needed and that he would be with us. And in the end of the day, Jesus is all we need. Everything else gets added on. Everything else comes after we follow Jesus and we serve Him and we love Him and we obey Him. There's a vicious cycle in our lives of worry leading to fear and fear leading to doubt and doubt making us worry. It's a vicious cycle. Think about it. You worry about something that's coming up. And the next thing you know is you're afraid that you won't have enough, that you won't be enough, that you won't be able to handle it or do it or get it accomplished. And then you begin to doubt the source of your supply, which should be God. You begin to doubt that God is able and capable to do that which he has committed unto you for this day. You begin to doubt the power of the God Almighty who, who made everything to provide for your little need. And then because you doubt that, your worry grows and the cycle continues in our lives. And Jesus was basically saying, it's time to break the cycle of worry, of fear, and doubt. And the only way you break that cycle is by putting your whole trust in God, by following only after Him, by truly dedicating your life to Him, who can care for every one of your needs and provide and supply every single situation that you might face. You know, it's amazing to me that even before I need something, God already knows about it and is already working on my behalf to supply it you know when we think about that and when we think about the fact that God is already in my tomorrow before I arrive there why do I worry if God is already there and God is already providing for that day but we are human right and we struggle with this We struggle with a cycle of worry, doubt, and fear. We struggle with turning it all over to Jesus. We struggle with trusting Him fully and completely. And we have so many other gods pulling at us all the time. That is why it's so important for us to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And not seek anything else in our lives. Jesus basically said, you do that, everything else gets added. If I told you that you went somewhere, and if you order the burger, they're going to give you the fries and the drink, why would you only order the burger? Because you know the drink and the fries are coming with it. It's the idea that you are getting the combo meal with God. You're getting the whole thing by going after Jesus. Jesus and not after other gods. We've been talking about stewardship and dedicating our lives, our time, our effort, our talents, our service, our prayers to God. God wants us to truly be devoted to Him with everything that we have. And that means choosing Him over everything else, every single time. I pray that we can do that and we can affirm our faith in Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you, Lord, because you invite us to make you our master and our Lord, to follow you only, to seek you only, to know, Lord, that when we seek you, all other things will be added on. We ask you, Lord, for the courage to fight off fear and worry and doubt, Lord. By trusting in you, by putting our whole faith in you, by knowing, O oh Lord, that you are present there in our, t- in our future, that you're there with us right now in our present as you have been in our past. We ask, O oh Lord, today that you will help us simply to pick you every single time, to pick you over money, to pick you over prestige, to pick you over possessions, to pick you over accolades, to pick you over everything. That would come our way, knowing, O oh Lord, that you have been inviting us to a great life with you. We ask, O oh Lord, that we will surrender our will to your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The altar is gonna be open if you've struggled with choosing Jesus over something else. Choosing Jesus over some other thing in your life that has continued to pull at you and try to pull you away. I want to open the altar today so we can pray for you. So we can pray that God will give you the strength and the courage to reject those things and to embrace your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let us worship.